What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Grace's Space. It is finally the start of NCAA season, and we are here today with at Lauren G's Vault. Hello. Hello. All right. So before we get into it, we've got a very exciting Pop-Tart today. This is a discontinued one. I've actually never seen it, but I wish it still existed. Frosted Blueberry Muffin. That looks like it should still exist. It looks so gorgeous and beautiful. I love blueberry muffins. I love them so much when you get like the sprinkle of the streusel on top too. That really just makes my life. They're the perfect balance of sweet while also not too sweet, a little bit fruity. And like blueberries are one of the fruits that don't get weird when you bake them because some of them do. Like when you bake raspberries, they get weird. I don't know why. But this pop tart is right up my alley. I know, right? I would like love that. I saw um one in the store yesterday. I think it was like frosted blueberry, but it wasn't the muffin. And right. I was like, that muffin can't be as good. Right. The muffin just takes it to a whole new level. Mm. <laughs> But anyway, so I think the crust has like some cinnamon in it, which of course that you need just a little bit of cinnamon for the perfect blueberry muffin. And then it's got some oh. frosting with some sprinkles and the inside looks like a cream, like a normal like vanilla type of cream with some blueberry chunks. So I feel like I'd be into that. The only thing I'd be wary of is that the blueberry chunks might like be a weird texture. But if the flavor was on, I could get past that. Totally. I still don't see why they would have discontinued it. Like... I know. Pop-Tarts, bring this back. Pop-Tarts, sponsor me. Bring back this Pop-Tart. Um, my ad revenue that I have very much of would, would pay for the production costs. All right. So we've got another preview today. And then we will go into what's going on this weekend, the first weekend of season. But first, let's let's get to know Cal Gymnastics 2023. Yeah, I mean, where I would obviously start is last year we lost a huge class. And a lot of, you know, there was a, it was a big senior class that, we lost, of course, it was Maya Bordas, the 2021 Bars champ. Um, then we lost Milan, who was a really good all-arounder. Grace Quinn four, was on four. Um, then Nina, who did Bars Beam and four. And Abby Solari and Emmy Watterson, who I was like, I felt so bad for the way her senior season went just with everything that like happened to her personally at that time you know like losing her dad and everything so I really felt like Emmy's senior season was not what it should have been no, or just... what she would have wanted yeah that's just sad yeah and then there was Talitha who I felt like her whole career was just I felt like that was so much of what could have been but she did do a few beam routines. And of course, there's Kiana George, who now is 
volunteer assistant coach at Alabama. I think I'm honestly most depressed about Grace Quinn. She was just one of my like feelings, like comfort gymnasts for like ever. I don't know why, like all she did was floor and it, like her, was her choreography like a masterpiece or anything? No, but for some reason it slapped every time. And every time I watched that routine, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I miss her so much. I know, me too. I have to say, like, of all the Cal Floor routines, Grace Quinn's was my favorite. It just hit different. I don't know why, but it did. No, it totally did. So, definitely going to be hard to make that up, but what do we got from the freshmen? So, incoming freshmen, obviously, the headliner is MJ Frazier. Um, and in their last inter-squad, she did all around, um, and she looked really good, and I, she was also been seen training her, um, Yurchenko double from Elite, which I really hope she does, because Cal really needs more tenno vaults this yeah, year, because sure. Nev is the only one that there was last year. I mean, my Lozon did have a one and a half in jail, but she really, um, but she didn't do it a lot, a lot last year. Maybe that was just because she was partially injured last year and they were just trying to be careful. But um, So I think she's going to be the big headlining freshman. Then there's um, Mickey Andorento. She was the, I guess that's how you say it. I have no idea how you say that, but apologies if I said it wrong. And she um, was the Geo National Champion on bars last year, one of them. And she just, in the interest squad, she just did vault, but she had a really good looking pull, like a lot of the lineup did. And then there's um, Casey Brown is the other one. She, um, her big events in Geo were vault and floor was what she was really good at. But she did bars in the inter squad, which looked pretty, pretty good. Um, and then, of course, we have Jaden Silvers. The, she didn't do anything in the inter squad, but she has been spotted training a one and a half, and she did have a one and a half in JO. So hopefully, that will be at some point in season yeah. ready hopefully to realize because I feel like that's definitely their biggest problem area. For sure. For sure. Yeah, other than, because like I said earlier, other than that, there really, other than the Vantistas, there really was not any um, one and a half or doubles last year. I mean, the fools were good, what there was, but it was definitely, you know, the week event, and it was where um, they lost most of the meets right. last year that they lost. <laughs> It's nice to have a good full, but you can't rely on a full lineup of them if you want to be a Nationals contender, which with their other events, Cal has the potential to be, but they need to step up on vault. Exactly. Especially, and especially when you're in the same conference as Utah, you definitely have to too. But, I mean, the Pac-12 in general looks like it's going to be really, um, like, it's going to be really 
it's all just going to come down to who has it on the day of conference and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pacquiao, I would say Utah is definitely the front runner for right now. Oh, no. UCLA is a wild card just based on last year because last year was a mess, but they have a lot of potential, but also a lot of injuries. I mean, yeah. you, got, you got Oregon State, Jade can do her thing, you know, and they also have a lot of new people, new routines coming in. You never know if they could be a dark horse there. There's just a lot a lot going on in the Pac-12. <laughs> there is. I know. And it was kind of crazy last year when they when it was four when four of them tied for the regular season. I was like, how's that? It's also a little anticlimactic to be honest. Yeah, it was. It was just like yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like if half, like... half the conference is getting the title, it just really doesn't feel quite the same. Yeah, exactly. It was like uh, 2015 bars at Worlds. Right. I was just. (laughs) (laughs) Or or like half the final was was got gold. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, event wise, we've kind of established that Vault is the weak point, but there are a couple possible additional 10.0s. And if they can have a lineup that's half 10.0 starts, that's definitely going to be a big boost for them. Yeah. Well, that's that'd be a huge boost, even from last year. You can fill that out with three fulls, and that's a good contending conference regionals lineup. But it just depends on right. if those vaults materialize. Yeah. <laughs> For bars, it'll be interesting to see kind of if anything changes since Janelle has gone to UCLA. Yeah, exactly. That's really. The big question I have with bars is how is it going to change without Janelle? But then the new bar, the new bars coach that they brought in really up Missouri's bars back in his time there. So I'm hoping that maybe that will continue the trend and keep it going. But I am interested in them actually as a side note, like Casey Brown was actually coached by Janelle in her club <laughs> days so I think that it's pot that you know she could really be and she could potentially get in the bars lineup and really up that yeah. game mm-hmm. like I'm not hugely worried about it it's just since um everyone almost everyone on the team has had Janelle as a coach for at least a year or so so they've had that technique coaching and stuff like that. And you can't, you don't just lose that all, even if the no. new isn't great. It's still there and they still kind of have those drills and knowledge. So hopefully there's not any um, decrease in abilities or consistency there. But it will definitely. be to see. And it's definitely something that everyone's going to be watching out for. For sure. And I think getting um and I think getting Maya Green back in there consistently is gonna be a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you expect like what kind of lineup changes? Are you expecting any new contributors, any injuries um, coming back? I think most um most of what I'm expecting is it to pretty much look like um last year minus filling the spots of the graduating seniors and I think based on uh, 
what I've seen, I think, um, having, based on what I saw in the intro squad, I think having my Green in there, like I've said, is going to be a huge thing, having her in there consistently. Um, adding Nat Siddiqui, I think, could be a big one, too. I mean, people tend to think of her more as a vaulter, but I think but she's pretty good with bars, too, so she can be added into that lineup. I think that would be another good um, piece, for sure. And, of course, having Gabby Perea be able to be in there consistently and um, not having all the injuries that have plagued her so far. Yeah, uh, she's definitely one that we all wished would have a better college career, and I really hope it materialized a little more for her. Um, her beam composition has not been helping her. I really hope they changed that. They keep posting videos of her doing like weird dismounts that just aren't working. Like we know she has the technique of the basics and sometimes you don't need to be quirky and unique if it's not working. If you exactly. know you can get a 9-9 nine -nine with a boring routine, just do the boring routine. <laughs> exactly. And I think too, a lot of it started when they were trying to make her do hands-free for a while because of the whole shoulder thing. But, you know, I think now that seems to be fixed and I think just take her back to a basic thing that can just get nine nines, well, you know, nine nines to tens and consistently. consistently. And that would be huge for the beam lineup. I mean, it was pretty consistent last year, but just with all of the you know, just with the consistency that has been lost with Maya Bordas graduating, Nina Schunt graduating, Tiana George graduating. I mean, it was not that she was really in much last year because of the whole Achilles, but I think right. it was her Achilles, but. Um, her entire body, really. Yeah, seriously. But even so, with it, without her, that was still big spot they tried to fill and then when Maya Lozon got injured and only did a few events then she had been to fill in and so it had been really hard to try and fill that last spot and people were kind of being cycled in and out of that um that having that sixth spot and then we you know had five consistent people and then the sixth spot was always a question yeah this year, I think their biggest struggle will be consistency because so many of the seniors, just like the rocks of the lineup, have graduated. They're going to have to be trying new people. Um, there's people coming back from injury. So yeah. beam could be rough, <laughs> to be honest here. For sure. But um, Elia Cesario did it in the inter-squad. She did both beam and uh, bars and she unfortunately fell on bars but um at least yeah she fell on the bars but on being she looked really good I mean they all looked pretty solid for this time of the season on being in the inter squad so that's good yeah I think they definitely have the talent but consistency is something that Cal has struggled with in the past yeah. too and just oh, with coming yeah. in it's definitely something that will probably at least take a few meets, but hopefully they can get the hang of it. For sure. And I hope they make more smart construction choices when it's necessary. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, some of those construction choices. I um, was Their like, choices. what? Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
And I think also another part of it is getting Andy Lee in there consistently. And yeah, that, you know, she was in for a majority of last season, but there were times when she wasn't in the main lineup. And I think that um, I think that she's going to have to be a really consistent part of it this year to make the main lineup. Yeah, and one that should be in there. And she, I think, should probably, in all honesty, if she lives up, you know, she keeps going the way she's been going and lives up to her potential, she should be the leader of that beam squad. Mm -hmm. And then what are we thinking for Floor? I I have to admit, like, maybe it was because I saw it. Maybe it was because, like, I saw it right after I'd seen Meet the Bruins, because I saw Meet the Bruins kind of later, <laughs> a little bit later. Um, but I thought the Fountains, you know, they were good, but there wasn't anybody that just jumped out at me and said, ooh, this is a unique floor routine. This is something I can get behind. They were all pretty basic. Yeah, Cal's I mean, I hate to say it, but... has never been, like, a really standout for me. But it's enough to, and it's enough to make it a good event for them. And right. know, like at least it's it not work. it's not like horrendous. It doesn't make me cringe. It just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, so exactly. Can... And I think that, and that's I think one of the, really the big reasons I miss Grace Queen too is because yeah. her floor was like really stand out and it next was, level, uh... whereas and fun whereas all of the others are you know they're good and they get you through and they're solid but there's nothing that just kind of makes you want to jump and you know there's nothing that wants to kind of make you get up and dance or go viral or whatever like that is and say UCLA but then UCLA is kind of in a category of its own on that too (laughs) maybe not a fair comparison I think it kind of is the reason a lot of people will be like, um, will say, why is everyone sleeping on Cal? Like people don't talk about Cal enough. I think it is because they often don't have those standout routines while they have very good routines on bars and beam. And like, they have good floor routines, like good landings and good tumbling. There's yeah. nothing that typically like really stands out at you. So it's a little bit harder to get people like into it and attached. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why a lot of people um, kind of start by getting attached to certain teams and then they move into other teams, I think, is because certain teams have just that wow factor of bringing people in. And I think that, you know, while Cal is a great team, unless you're, you know, either a local or unless you're really a gym fan you it's not going to be a team that you know you're it's just going to draw you in for the sake of drawing you in and you know right. even I've even seen a lot even among fans I've seen a lot of some people I feel like it's either people love them or hate them there's no <laughs> there's no like middle ground right I feel like with the way that Cal is they're not one of the teams that really attracts anyone who's not already a fan of the sport and knows a lot about it because what makes you a fan of Cal is like their technique and their lines on bars and that's something that appreciates that the untrained eye can really appreciate exactly it's the 
it's those little details that draw you in. And if you're right. not, if you haven't been a longtime fan, they're not things you're going to see. Exactly. So, and I think that can be said for a lot of teens, honestly. Yeah, but sure. There is just that aspect of it. So what are your kind of expectations for them conference-wise, regionals-wise? Well, I think, so last year, uh, they finished 11th overall. And I think that that should be around where I would expect them this year would be somewhere between 11 to 14, maybe. So definitely, I think they'll make the um, Sweet 16 for sure. But unless there are other teams that really just kind of, um, you know, have a bad day or something. I think that's probably what we can expect for this year. But I think in future years and years moving forward, we can definitely expect to see that will go up. And I think conference-wise, if everything, you know, goes as expected, I would say that they would probably be third or fourth in the conference, just depending, because I think if everything goes the way we expect it to it should be utah ucla um and then third will either be cal or oregon state just depending on who's better and then fourth will be whichever cal between cal and oregon state whoever didn't do as well that day and then go down from the kind of yeah, go down from I there i think this isn't going to be a huge year for cal or anything just after losing that senior class yeah. they're going to need a year or two to get back to that but they definitely do have a lot of potential with people coming back from injury with the new freshmen and even the sophomores who haven't quite got their chance to shine yet yeah well a lot of the sophomore class was actually injured <laughs> last year so they really didn't get a chance to shine I mean you had um Elise Boone who was out with an Achilles last year and I think you know we I think she could really contribute in the next couple of years just given you know just given time to get back into that whole training thing and you know I mean an Achilles injury is hard to come can be hard to come back from and I think she just if when she's given that time to come back I can see her being a good contrib huge contributor too and at least David and at the very least a good solid depth option mm -hmm. So now getting into this weekend's preview, we are finally here. Season is here. It is time to watch so much gymnastics. Your eyes are going to hurt. All right. So or the main meet this weekend is the Super 16 Challenge. It's a new meet. Um, not quite sure what to expect from it, considering they didn't tell us broadcasting details till like yesterday. Yes. But they will be exciting meets. So on Friday, we've got the first session with our first look at Fisk, which will be super exciting. Southern Utah, North Carolina, and Washington. So I think that'll be a pretty competitive session. For sure, definitely. I mean, I expect, you know, all things being equal, I would expect it'll be really competitive, but I would expect it either to go to Washington or North Carolina, most mm -hmm. likely, but but Southern Utah always has the potential to get up there. Mm -hmm. and you, just, you never see them coming, I feel like. People no, you pay don't. much attention to them, but they have had a lot of really good meets. They really have. And I feel like they're 
one of those teams that like they're kind of I like to call them like a ninja team where you just don't expect yeah, them to they're come totally out like under the radar. Knowing. Yeah. Then the second session also Friday is Oregon State, Rutgers, Stanford, and Georgia. So that will definitely be an interesting one because Georgia is a huge wild card this year and we are all itching to see what's going on there. Have they fixed themselves? Are the transfers, did they break them all? Did they ruin them all? Or are they going to be just as good as you remembered them? Exactly. And the real question is too, Georgia is like, who's going to come up? You know, who's going to come up? Who's going to be the real um, leaders? Right. I mean, I have high expectations. I mean, I have um, high expectations of Vanessa Denise, and I think we just because she was at OU, and OU is so full of talent that I think in Georgia she'll have her chance to really shine. Yeah. I'm really excited yeah. for her, and not just because she's on my fantasy team. <laughs> A little bit because of that. <laughs> But she's on actually she really pretty gymnastics and I'm glad she's going to have a chance to finally show it for sure definitely and I think you know had she been anywhere but OU from the last couple of years she would have been a star anywhere else yeah, but 100% and then our third session is Saturday afternoon so this one is only streamed on BTN plus which is annoying the other three are on Big Ten Network so they'll be available as long as you get that. But BTN Plus is expensive and also known for being bad quality. So I probably wouldn't invest in it if I were you. But if you do happen to have it, this meet will be on there. Um, Arizona State, BYU, Cal, and Iowa. So unfortunately, Cal will be gatekept from us. So unfortunately stingy people will not be able to see them this weekend but hopefully all the teams in that session are posting videos and I do think that it is on replay um, either the next day or the day after on Big Ten Network so if you want to watch it on delay I just have this thing where I can't watch meets that have already happened there's just not the energy just isn't the same and then I get bored and end up doing something else after the first rotation seriously though I need the adrenaline yeah exactly but one thing I will say about Cal is that they're very good at like posting training videos and stuff on social media I think they're one of the best teams at it because you know there are other teams like Iowa and Iowa where we literally don't get anything until like season starts and then we're like well what am I going to do how is everybody going to you know how's everything going to come together right And the final session is that night. This one will be on Big Ten Network. Auburn, UCLA, Michigan, and Oklahoma. So that's going to be a crazy one. I expect to see some ridiculous scoring. I expect Mm -hmm. to get angry on Twitter, yet also be rejoicing over the glorious gymnastics that we will see because that is going to be a very good session to watch. That is going to be an exciting session. It could really, that one, it could really be anyone because those teams are all great and, but it is the first meet of the season. So you never know. It feels like it, it feels like it could be 
an early version of four on the floor honestly these are all like teams that are worthy of challenging for that national spot so definitely if you're gonna watch one meet this weekend that's probably the one to watch yeah that's your your must for this weekend that is saturday night at 9 p.m eastern so put that down for your calendar so our other headliner meets i'm just kind of going to go over the ones that are like the most important matchups or like the teams that everyone's been looking out for so friday we have a quad meet um ball state lindenwood west virginia and florida this one's on SEC Plus, so if you are a Florida stan and you just need to see Florida, then tune into that meet. SEC Plus and ESPN Plus come together, I'm pretty sure. So that one is usually worth subscribing to. If you're looking to do a paid subscription, I would say do ESPN because there's often a lot of meets on ESPN Plus and SEC Plus. Yeah, definitely. And ESPN Plus also has a lot of meets from places that you don't necessarily from schools that you're not necessarily going to be seeing on your average network so that makes it more worth it too yeah but the most exciting the more exciting meets of that night besides the super 16 will be michigan state at alabama i know everyone's real excited to see alabama after the coaching change they might (laughs) we might feel a little bit less bad about standing them (laughs) (laughs) And then Michigan State has been on the uprise, and I expect them to only get better this year. So it'll be super awesome to get to see them on SEC Network because they're typically gatekept behind VTN+. Yeah, I know. The entire Big Ten is like so gatekept, which I hate because there's so many great teams in there. Yeah, and it's also such an exciting conference because they're very evenly matched, most of them. Yeah, exactly. And if it were not so gatekept, it would be it would be so much better because it would draw so many more fans into yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, the Big Ten already is athletically a huge, is a huge college athletic conference already. Mm-hmm. So. Like, it should have so much more popularity, but it's just yeah. not streamed, and it's not, the streams are never that great either. But I think right. next year or the next year, they have a new streaming deal. Um. So... Hopefully, the quality of the broadcast will improve a lot, especially with UCLA moving there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think UCLA moving to the Big Ten is going to be good for the Big Ten, but not great for the Pac-12. Not great for UCLA. Yeah, and for UCLA itself, I, yeah. I have so many problems with it, just like for the athlete well-being. It's just not fair to them. But, I know, me too. And we've already seen how, we've already seen it affect at least one person's commitment so far. And then our last big meet for Friday is LSU at Utah. That's going to be a super exciting one. That's on ESPN2 at 9 Eastern. But those are two very closely matched teams. So very excited to see that and see how they're looking um it's sad that cammy hall she got injured right that kind of would have been a it would have been but i know she again there should be a law against 50 years 50 years getting injured for real 
but at least then you can take a red shirt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Six years, um, but ugh. well, I mean, I mean, look at Claire Kaji. She took seven years. I think <laughs> it was seven. Was it six or seven? I think she was six. Okay, it felt like seven, <laughs> <laughs> but Her in a good way. Was enough to last for decades. Yes. And then Saturday, the only meet that's going on on Saturday besides the Super 16 is Arkansas and Nebraska, which is on Big Ten Plus, of course. But that will be an interesting meet to see if we could watch it, if anyone does subscribe and watches it. It will be an interesting meet because Arkansas and Nebraska are two teams that um, have a lot of skepticism about them this season. They def- They both have something to prove because they've had multiple seasons of not meeting expectations at all when they really should have so it will be very interesting to see if they've made the improvements that everyone's been hyping up for sure and I think for both of them last year especially a lot of their big big time freshmen that they were expected to have just didn't um for various reasons mostly injury just didn't live up to what the expectation was and I think that as as sophomores they're going to feel like they really have something to prove and the teams themselves are really want to prove something and I think that it'll be and they're really evenly matched in terms of where they finished last year for the most part Mm -hmm. two teams at the bottom of their conference that should have done better (laughs) yeah exactly I mean granted they're two conferences that you know very competitive that are very competitive and team and the bottom of both of those conferences would probably be the top anywhere else but (laughs) but they both they both know they've got something to prove yeah exactly we'll see what they come out with and then sunday all of the meets on sunday are behind paywalls which is kind of rough um but We'll have Arizona Greenville, which is a new program. So first look at them, Kentucky and Ohio State. That's on Big Ten Plus. Of course. Mm -hmm. And then Missouri at Illinois on Big Ten Plus, which I'm so mad about because I really want to watch that meet. I love both of those teams. I know. I'm so mad about that one, too. And they're... And Missouri and Illinois are just two teams that are so much on the rise that it feels like that should be the headlining meet of that day. Yeah. And then we also, Denver's also competing, but that's not streamed at all. So Denver stands lose again. Denver has that really weird... Denver has like this really weird internal paywall thing that you yeah. have to. Them and OU, I think, both have internal. Yeah. Which... Although OU has gotten more into using uh, Fox Sports or whatever it is. Right. But... Um, but this is a PSA to teams. Please stream your meets. Please get your meets streamed on free networks because. Yeah. I'm not sponsored by Pop-Tarts yet, so I don't have the money coming in to subscribe to your services. So please stream for free. Thank you. <laughs> and plus, free streaming just brings in more fans and it brings in more attention to these great programs. 
Yeah. So that's pretty much the preview for this week. Um, definitely, if you have one meet to watch, or let's do let's do the top three meets that I think okay. you should watch this week. I would definitely say the last session of Super 16, Auburn, UCLA, Michigan, Oklahoma, Big Ten Network at 9 o'clock Eastern on Saturday. The other one I would say is LSU at Utah, 9 o'clock Eastern on Friday on ESPN2. And hmm, my third one, going back and forth between two of them. I'm not sure. I'll just say them both. And you can decide what you think would be your third pick. So I would say either session one of the Super 16, because it's our first look at Fisk, um, or Michigan State at Alabama, because, you know, Friday Night Heights and Michigan State, Alabama. Oh my gosh, that's a tough pick. But I would say probably the Fisk one, just because it might be um, from our from the way sometimes things go with new teams, it might be one of the only major looks we can at them this year. All right. So that's it for this week. We'll be back on probably, I think I'll be back on Tuesday with a recap of the weekend. That's kind of how the podcast is going to go from now on. Now that season is starting, I'm going to do two a week. We'll do a preview of the weekend and then a review of the weekend and it should probably be about a tuesday thursday schedule i'm thinking but you know sometimes things are subject to change because i'm a hashtag student athlete but i will do my best to get those two up every week so make sure to like subscribe rate this five stars download this podcast um turn on post notifications tell your friends tell pop tarts Tell them to sponsor me. Hashtag Pomp Tart sponsor Grace's Space. And yeah, we'll see you next week.